0: On this episode of Why Watch That,
1: you aged yourself when you said that. Look, let me tell y'all, watch Kindergarten Cop again, and at the beginning, pay attention to who <laughs> the flight attendant is. Who's the flight attendant? <laughs> Singing will not put food on the table. Singing will not oh. put a roof on your, over your head. Watch uh, Sister Act 2, y'all. Now look. Yes, yes. And these kindergartners are learning how to add. I, I don't know what's going on in kindergarten nowadays. I was like, what? I was looking at the board first, was like, wait a minute. This is kindergarten. This woman is not playing. I was like, look, well, they, they are doing second grade work in kindergarten now. That's right.
0: This dysfunctional media conglomerate family has been mm. bickering, fighting, backstabbing. Mm. Cutting corners, cutting each other off, cutting each other.
1: Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic
0: and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and
1: TV shows Hollywood has to offer? Expect the unexpected from the critic,
0: while well, nothing gets past the ref.
1: We do all the
0: work, so you don't have to. Welcome, welcome to, to Why Watch That. that.
1: So, critic, are you going to buy me a coffee? Maybe.
0: The why watch that talk. Well, listeners, here we are with another TV talk. We're talking TV. TV talk, titillating talk of TV. <laughs> So we've got a lot of ground to cover because there's some new stuff out there that can you believe that during the middle part of December, we already have some new, we have some new stuff. Yeah. We do have some new stuff that we're going to talk about. you the state about.
1: of entertainment, doesn't it?
0: It sure does. Yes, we're yes. also going to say goodbye for a season of a very popular show, and we're also going to dip into the future and talk about a show coming up that is returning, actually. Mm. Sneak peek. But let's first talk about the new HBO series, Landscapers. Now, HBO... I I feel like I do this all the time, but (laughs) sometimes it's good to just review. Landscapers is a show on HBO. So it's live. If you flip on HBO there, it's going to be, mm-hmm. but if you have HBO max it's going to be there too, <laughs> <laughs> but not everything on HBO max is on HBO. And this is coming to us. We've got a very, very, very hot woman. And I don't mean in appearance of anything like that, but she's just hot everybody mm. wants Olivia Coleman on their show and this yeah. comes to us from I don't know if it's from across the pond you'll be able to dive in that but everybody in it is from across the pond. Um, <laughs> lots of people that you may recognize from other shows um, and some people you just will not know. Now when I was kind of dipping through this I I didn't I'm not familiar with Ed Sinclair. Mm -hmm. don't know him much don't know his work but he created the show along with will sharp question is this from across the pond is this the new mayor of east town is this the new it thing to talk about Mm -hmm. landscapers it's
1: a it's got olivia coleman it does. And, and, you know, it's on Monday nights, which is HBO's night to do Across the Pond. So, yes, you know, this is a co-production with Sky from Across the Pond. And landscapers would not be a mayor of Easttown because they are very inventive stylistically. So this is not going to have uh, the same kind of reach. Uh, it, 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 before I get into that, let me just talk about it. Okay. All right. So this is based on real thing, real people, real events. Um, They tell you that at the beginning, in the opening of this first episode, because uh, there are only four. This is a limited series. The opening is very interesting because they kind of start you seeing the production. And it blends into it being the show. Okay. And they talk about, you know, inspired by true events and then, you know, all of this stuff or true story, I mean, and then true goes away. Hmm. oh Now, we have Olivia Coleman and David Thewlis, another Uh-oh. actor, playing a married couple, Susan and Christopher Edwards. And they are living in France. Okay? En France. <laughs> Why? They're Brits now. Susan, you know she speaks French, and she we see her at first in this like vintage shop, and she the the guy knows her, and he's like, "Look, I have this vintage poster. It's a, a old Western. Hey, you know I want to sell this to you." And we're like, "Oh, is she a woman of means?" Well, she pulls out a bunch of credit cards. Oh. Now, husband, Christopher, he needs to get a job. They have to have money. Their digs aren't that great. Mm. So he comes in, you know, and sees her is like, you know, my fridge is getting better and better every day. And then we see him at an interview. <laughs> Things are rough. Okay. So he needs to call somebody to try to get some money. And he calls... Someone, I'll let you find out who that is. And in order to get this money, he's got to explain why he needs it, and he drops a little secret: his wife's parents are dead, mm. and he buried them. Why? Okay. Wow! What is this? What? Yes,
0: lots of questions.
1: Now, this person he calls calls the cops. <laughs> Now, is this true or not? Because this happened 15 years ago. So you know. Now look, the the DCI. Okay, we're across the pod. Yes, he's interrupted. He's having lunch. I mean, it's hilarious. He's like, "What?" <laughs> and, you know. And they tell him he's like, "15 years." I mean, you know, please. What is this? They investigate, <laughs> and the people, the neighbors are very interesting. The people living in the house now are very interesting. And the whole thing starts to unspool. Mm. Now, Susan and Christopher, because of their dire straits, they decide that they maybe need to turn themselves in. Turn themselves in? Did they they do anything? Or, yes. How could this be orchestrated? You'll find out. Now... Uh I said that this was inventive, right? The presentation. Because the thing about Susan is she's lost in old westerns. Why? What is this? There's Mm -hmm. an obsession. She watches them. She even has waking dreams. She sees her husband as like in a shootout. Oh. It's like her protective, it's like a protection mechanism. That's what's Mm -hmm. going on there. (laughs) What's hiding? What's she hiding? And if her husband buried her parents why is she with him? Hmm. What's up with that? So they are—they really want you to get into their mindset. They use old Western footage. They make them look like that. They have different colors. You see oh, the wow. reality of it. Like it's a very well thought-out piece, just based on the first episode. And you can't get better than Olivia Colman, David. Too. Thu- I mean, one of them scenes when they got to move again. And she's like, no, it's okay. Is it? And and he's like, well, I'm tr- what do you think I'm trying to do? I mean, they are like this. If you want to see some acting in a show that has more of an art house sensibility in parts, I would say this mm. is for you. And it's only four episodes. My brother and I were watching this ref going, whoa, I, we don't quite know what we're watching, but we want to know what's going to happen next.
0: Excellent. Well, that's on HBO. And remember, this is not something that you can binge. So you're going to have to wait every week, every Monday, as the critics said, until unless you wait a
1: month, you could binge it. You know,
0: if you wait a month, you (laughs) can binge it. Um, Let's move on to Abbott Elementary, which is the new show on ABC. They gave us a special sneak peek on the 7th of November of December. And the series will get started back up again on the fourth of January. Now both of us got a chance to see it. Um, put it this way: it's a very,
1: very familiar presentation of comedy. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so, and the reason the ref is saying that everybody is just think the Office, okay? But it's the Office. Office at an under- Parks and Rec.
0: Yes, I mean just well. A the super office store. started
1: it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think office style, but you're at an underfunded elementary school in Philly. That's it. So there's a Mm -hmm. documentary crew at this elementary school. Why? Because the principal's like, look, I mean, any publicity is good publicity. Okay. That's why. Mm -hmm. And she has an interesting way of spending money. She sure does. Now it's centered... Around Kinta Brunson, uh, Brunson's character, who created this?
0: Created, yeah. She's, um, in case you don't know, she is the African American girl um, who really put BuzzFeed, you know, that whole crew on the map. Um, mm. So
1: she's she's super talented. Yes, she is. Um, and so she's a second grade teacher, and she is one of three remaining new teachers at the school out of like 20 there were 20 (laughs) (laughs) so she's one of three and another one is there and he doesn't really know where he is so she's a first year teacher and you know what that's like okay think kindergarten cop is that kind of thing and she really is smitten. Wait, I'm sorry. Bro, to, you, mm-hmm. you aged yourself when you said <laughs> Look, let me tell y'all, watch Kindergarten Cop again and at the beginning, pay attention to who the <laughs> flight attendant is. Who's the flight attendant? <laughs> That's really... Now, you'll see how old I am if I remember Oh, that. no. Who's the flight attendant before, you know... I'm not going to say it, but y'all figure oh. out if you know what I'm talking about. Anyway. So... We have her name is Janine, and Janine really is the the center of this. Mm-hmm. And Janine really looks up to I mean, basically wants to be family with a teacher <laughs> who's been there for like fifteen years, played mm. by Cheryl Lee Ralph. What singing will not put food on the table? Singing will not oh. put a roof on your over your head. Watch uh, Sister Act two, y'all. Now look. Yes. Uh oh. Barbara is her name. And Barbara's looking at Janine like, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, when I'm coming over here to talk to you during the school day, you know where my class is? Out in the hall. Single file. Come on. Go check. Kindergartners too. Mm. That's right. And these kindergartners are learning how to add. I, I don't know what's going on in kindergarten nowadays. I was like, what? I was looking at the was like, wait a minute, this is kindergarten. This woman is not playing. I was like, so they they are doing second grade work in kindergarten now.
0: That's right.
1: And then you get the rest of the, you know, all the other teachers. There's another t- seasoned teacher, and she is over it. She's like, look, I want my lunch. Okay. Listen, she's an Italian, uh,
0: she she'll she probably beat up Rocky. <laughs>
1: And so we see the struggles that Janine goes through. And, you know, she really means well, but she doesn't know how bureaucracy works. And she makes a big mistake at the end of the episode that involves the principal. And we see how this principal wants to bring everyone together to rectify it, including Mm. children. Why not? (laughs) Lunch, you know, whatever. So this is only one episode, as the ref said. It's a sneak preview of this. What I have to say, ref, after watching it, is this? Here's the thing, everybody. If you like what we talked about, those shows, watch this. The first mm-hmm. episode for me was good enough to watch the next. Um, so if you're into this style, this might be the next one for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It has a certain charm to it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the highly anticipated probably for years, Mm -hmm. the anticipated return of America's New Yorkers. (laughs) We'll just (laughs) say that these women have returned back to the small screen after their stint on the big screen Mm -hmm. from their stint on the small screen. And we're, Mm -hmm. of course, talking about Sarah, Sarah, Jessica Parker, returning to the Sex in the, Se- the City sequel. That's a lot saying. Yes. Um, and just like that. And that's on HBO Max. Now, hold on. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're saying that I can only watch it. So if you have HBO yeah. and you're not utilizing the app, get your <laughs> tail on Can pause
1: and- on this for a second? No, man. I'm just saying. No, no, no. I mean, let's pause on what you're saying. saying. Yeah, let's pause on what you're saying and let me say this. Watch HBO Max. Do not even turn on HBO anymore. Just go to the app. I'm serious. <laughs> because everything on HBO is on HBO Max plus everything else. So to yeah. be clear, everybody, never and the turn another HBO station no. on. <laughs> well, I, I, that
0: is not the endorsement of why watch that. That <laughs> is the endorsement of the critic. Tell sometimes you, sometimes you want to watch it live, you know, with people. You can watch it live that's what I'm yes. saying. It's, if it's live, is on there. Just go yes. to HBO Max. If you want to flip through, you know, yes, listen, yes, yes, we're, yes. some yes. of us aren't as savvy as you, critic. Um, you but gotta, you, you gotta are get you savvy. Have, <laughs> you have a very valid point. Everything that you're going to see on HBO is going to be on HBO Max, plus all the features that they released this year. Yeah. So, I mean, almost all of them, if they're, you know, mm-hmm. going to return back on there, eventually they're all going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So, and just like that, is the phrase that Sarah Jessica Parker's character Carrie says while she's writing her piece for the, for the, for the, yeah. You know, what, Who did she write? Magazine or was it a newspaper? I don't know what it was. I think it was a newspaper.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and just like that, blah, 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 blah. So right. that's the name of this new era. It's about 10 episodes. They did a two episode premiere. Everybody is in their feathers are ruffled. Everybody's, you know, taken to the social media because by the end of the first episode, something, yeah. truly life changing happens to one of the, um, the 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 ladies. And we'll also note that the critic's going to talk about perhaps someone you may not see.
1: Oh. I watched every episode of Sex and the City. You did. Not live. No. But I watched all of them. I watched those two movies they never should have (laughs) made. And now we have this. And they changed the title. Now, we have Carrie, we have Miranda, we have Charlotte. We do not have Kim Cattrall's character. No, Mm -hmm. we do not. So when it comes to Samantha... How do they explain her absence? Now, we all know if you know what's going on in the real world with Kim Cattrall and all of this yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So when it comes to Samantha, she's gone to London. Uh, Carrie got rid of her as her book publicist because, you know, books aren't selling anymore. And this has caused a rift. And that's why she went to London or something. Weak lane. Um, so that's her explanation. All right. So Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte are back together again, or still together. Carrie is with Mr. Big, they married, they happy. And you're like, do I want to see Carrie and Mr. Big be happy and married? Like, no. (laughs) And, you know, Carrie is now doing a podcast, and this is where Sada Ramirez's new character comes in. And, you know, they are like, you know, Carrie, hey, uh... We're doing a podcast about, you know, sex and relationships, and you need to open up more. I mean, you are like the OG. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's like, well, I'm with you and, you know, another comedian. I'm not a comedian. You're Comedians. week. We also have Miranda. Miranda is going back to school. She's, of course, a lawyer. She's going back and getting more because, you know, after what's going on in the world, she's got to make a difference. And she figured out the way she's been doing is not enough. Mm. And so she is in a class with uh, a Black woman law professor. And you can imagine all the mistakes she makes in the first meeting. Okay? And that professor, Dr. Wallace, is played by Karen Pittman of The Morning Show and so on. Okay. week. We also have Charlotte, of course. And Charlotte is the conduit to a new main character um, played by Nicole Ari Parker, Lisa Todd Wexley, who's you know in the upper crust and you know she's connected and Charlotte's like hey you've got to meet her. Weak. The reason I'm saying weak is Sex in the City, and that's what I'm going to call it is not everything. It is a specific thing. And what you cannot do is try to address mistakes you made in the past for a time that is not now. You can't go back and look back on it and go, oh, we didn't do this. We didn't include these people. Now let's do it all. It doesn't fit into this show. Diversity doesn't mean that every single thing we watch has to have every single kind of person in it. You can't do that. If you want to be diverse, what you look at is the panoply of options and see if we have all kinds of stories coming at us. Because you can't just shoehorn characters into places they don't fit. Sara Ramirez's character, from what I could see, doesn't fit this show. Karen Pittman's character doesn't fit. Nicole Ari Parker, I guess. I mean, we don't see enough of her in the first two episodes. And then the thing is, you're trying to, you know, make up for all of these wrongs and everything else and be representative. And then you're opening yourself up to even further criticism because you can't do everything. They even have, because Ref, they have Nicole R.A. Parker's son who's in the Mm -hmm. same recital as Charlotte's daughter. Okay. Okay? Charlotte's daughter is Asian. Nicole R.A. Parker's son is Black. He flubs his recital, and then the Asian girl is a virtuoso. That's a problem if you want to be woke. Mm. And see, we don't need all of that in here. Now, outside of that, the first episode the comedy was stale. It wasn't good on the page, and the timing was off. Then the ending, we get this, you know, this big thing that everybody's talking about. And I was kind of like, okay. And then there's a moment because everybody's like, why didn't this happen? And they explained it because, you know, what they did is they stretched out like a second in time. It wasn't Mm -hmm. clear watching it. You don't, if you have to explain it, you have a problem. And then it turns into a drama in episode two. It was better as a drama. That's bad. Mm. We are not here for a drama. They, they're going, you know, now they're in their 50s and you know, it's, no, let them be in their 50s in our imagination if it's going to be this. <laughs> so I went in on them because they should have stopped after, frankly, the first Sex in the City on television. They shouldn't have made one movie. They need to let these people go.
0: Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate, but guess who else is not let go that we're going back to HBO. This this should have been called HBO's TV talk because already renewed for a fourth season is their hit show succession. Mm. Season three has concluded itself. This dysfunctional media conglomerate family has been Mm. bickering, fighting, backstabbing. Mm. Cutting corners, cutting each other off, cutting each other, all of those things. We knew this was going to happen. We knew that Daddy ain't giving up without a fight, and a fight he did give. Mm. But the question is where are we going in season four? How oh. long has this been going on?
1: Before, I look because I just finished watching this finale. Now, in this season, we know that Jeremy Strong's character, Kendall, has really betrayed the family. He's gone public, and he's trying to take it down. Yeah. Because the thing about Kendall is, he doesn't have the skills to handle Logan, his father, played by Brian Cox. But, he gets what his father's about mm-hmm. he gets it he just doesn't have the skills so early on in the season he's trying to get his siblings he's trying to explain he doesn't really have the words He. it's almost like if someone's at the door he hears them knocking and he's like "Y'all, do y'all hear that he doesn't know who's at the door he's like mm-hmm. do y'all hear that and they're like no no one's knocking what's wrong with you It's like that. He can't quite capture it, but he knows something's up. Mm -hmm. So this has been, it's always been a struggle for him. And in this season, it's been no exception. So we see how he tries to take over. Does it succeed? And in the end, where is he? Mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, and so on. He's the oldest of the three younger children of Logan. Remember, the oldest son, they, he has a different mother, played by Alan Ruck, is Connor. What's Connor thinking about now? Because Connor didn't want to be a part of the business. You know, he's dealing with this woman. He's <laughs> I <mean, it's> ridiculous. <laughs> and, you know, this season he says, you know, I want to be president of the United States, not of the company. of the united states why not dad what comes of that and what happens when someone says i'm the oldest and it ain't him Uh uh-oh what whoa now we also have shiv the only daughter of logan shiv wasn't in the family business either but you know she was a power player she was in politics okay So she, of course, came in and started to bring her political acumen to the business. And she also thinks that she could be in in charge. But Mm -hmm. the thing about Shiv is she's not as smart about her father as she thinks she is. She does not have Kendall's sensibility about him. Mm -hmm. Does that change in this season? Because the thing about Kendall and my brother and I were talking about this ref in this season is he figured out Logan's not going to make me in charge. It's never going to happen. None of us. We got to snatch it. Mm -hmm. Shiv doesn't think that. See, Shiv and brother Roman played by Kieran Culkin. They both go, oh, Kendall's out. So maybe it's one of us. And, you know, now instead of three, it's two. Mm. And when it comes to Roman, Roman really does love his father. I mean, he, he, it's hard to even say that about Roman loving anybody. Mm-hmm. But in his own way, he does. He looks up to him. And he's kind of um, dependent upon his father. What happens yeah, oh. at the end of the season? Because Logan, I said at the end of the first episode when we reviewed that ref, I said, is he scared? Scared what? Right. Hmm. Because Hmm. the thing is, this company doesn't have a tech base. They need it to move forward. So there are people who come in. And the main player we find at the end is played by Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, can they merge? Or is there going to be a takeover? And which company is taking over if there is a takeover. Uh Uh-oh. Now, all of this comes to a head at the end of the season where the three younger siblings, their mother, is getting remarried. (laughs) Okay. Everybody is at this wedding. And even (laughs) that's a power play. Now, for succession, it's the Logan and Kendall show. That's what this is. They're really at the heart of this thing. Mm -hmm. And they've always been. Just look at episode four, for instance, out of nine. And at certain moments in the season, I was like, ooh, they're getting too serious without Brian Cox. This The comedy is, I mean, it's Sterling comedy. (laughs) Sometimes you're like, ooh, okay, it's getting too serious. Where's Logan? And then we get to the final two episodes. Episode eight, they balanced it beautifully. Episode nine was drama with a little bit of comedy. And I'm going to tell you this, in my opinion, it turned into a great show right before my eyes. I always thought it was very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. But I wasn't as goo goo gaga as a lot of critics. <laughs> it They went full-on Shakespeare. These people know their characters. They know humans. And when... Because... The, the, The thing is, my brother and I were like, oh, this is what's about to happen because we knew these people and we understand humanity. Nailed it. Nailed every single dramatic moment. This is greatness. And everybody here, top to bottom in episode nine, did a great job. Acting, writing, all of it. So I commend them for this. I can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, there was some crossing and double crossing and just woo, some truth telling for once. Hmm. And these three younger siblings, are they going to grow up now? We've been waiting. Now it's time because Logan essentially throws that gauntlet down and tells them it's time uh oh
0: well there you have that succession definitely has been a fan favorite critical favorite i can't imagine them ending this anytime soon so we'll have to wait to see now let's talk about a sneak peek of a new um fresh take on sex in the city (laughs) (laughs) that premiered last year (laughs) you know as it was coming out of my mouth I was like that's not true none of that is true it's not new it's not fresh it's not any of that but it was a fan favorite on Netflix especially during the height of the pandemic we're talking about the return of Emily in Paris a why watch that sneak peek now, as you know, very familiar creator mm. with a very familiar formula yeah. Um, of who should be starring and, <laughs> in, these, in these TV series and who it's for. And Emily in Paris last season, if you remember, caught a lot of flack, especially from the French community. They did not appreciate um, the TV series at all. A lot no. of people, a lot of people were upset, but they renewed it. Netflix yes. renewed it. They if just you didn't. upset watching it, they're going to renew it. So you exactly. know, whatever. Exactly, exactly. And if you recall, Emily last season, you know, in a brief sense, we both got a chance to see the first couple moments of season two. Uh, when we left Emily, she's still in Paris and apparently taking over Paris. I mean, she she's the one who comes up with all the ideas for advertising. Um, yeah, but she, she blurts them out, you know? She just blurts them out. Yeah. She, connects, um, she connects powerful people together, connects powerful companies, but yeah. she can't seem to get connected in love. Aww. But maybe it's right under her apartment. We'll say say that. Mm -hmm. I was going to say under her nose, but under apartment. Well, let's talk about this new season. Um, I'll let you do a very, very brief recap of last season, and then I'll talk
1: about this season. So Emily, played by Lily Collins, (laughs) is American. She comes to Paris for work to be a social media strategy person at Savoir. Okay. So she's an American who comes in and tries to tell them to do their job. No, she don't know nothing about Paris. She, she doesn't do it French. in French. She doesn't know French. She still don't know French in season two. She's learning. I mean, what is, come on now. She She's like landscapers, old boy and that. You know, I'm learning, yeah, all right. And so she gets there, she has the boss, Sylvie. She has, you know, co-workers there who, you know, it's all very stereotypical French.
0: And you know, In a she, bad way, sorry. In, not yeah, in a good way.
1: No, not in a good way. No. I mean, anyway. So, she moves into an apartment building and there's a good-looking guy there, Gabriel. He's a chef. He has a girlfriend that she ends up being friends with and you know what happens. And, you know, she meets a friend who's also American, but she can speak French, Mindy. And you know, the cast of Ashley Park, who oh, she's sing, Chinese, so sorry. Sings. Yes, she, Chinese she is. Then. She's Chinese. And she can sing, so she always sings. And you know, it, it's a like kind of, you know, it, it's a bad sex in the city in Paris. That's what it is. Darren Starr. Now, Darren Starr is not doing it just like that. You know, he's not involved. Um, right. So, all right. Well, yeah, and then season two, go ahead, because I, I got into episode two, and I'm just going to say it now, and you can take over, Ref. Just the first season was enough for me to like not watch. I just finished it to finish it because it was short. Season two, in the early going, nothing's happening. I don't care, like, moving along. and And I don't know why everybody likes Emily. It doesn't make sense. Lily Collins is appealing and all of that. I don't care. I don't understand why everybody. Why would someone stay in Paris for her? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Well, you know why, because you explained
0: it offline. Exactly why. Here's the deal. Season two, we have the continuation. Literally, we're continuing the story. Gabriel is... um, you've give you let the cat out of the bag he stays instead of moving on to his to not normandy
1: i don't know where it is he's he's got some hometown yeah, it's like normandy or something like that yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. he decides to stay run the uh restaurant that has been funded by um antoine who remember antoine and lovely sylvie were having an affair And she's been his mistress for quite a long time. And that would be more interesting. Make the show about them. We would love that, but then it wouldn't be Emily in Paris. It wouldn't make sense. It'd just be (laughs) Paris. Sylvia
1: Um, and Antoine. There you go.
0: The question is how are Gabriel and Antoine doing this season? They hit it off last season, but this season there may be a riff. Gabriel, or sorry, Gabriel. Gabriel, wants to do his own thing, but not only professionally, now he wants to do his own thing with Emily. The question is, what about old girl? His Camille, his uh, wonderful girlfriend,
1: yeah,
0: ex girlfriend, whatever they are. Emily feels bad because remember in last season they did hook up, but she mm. only hooked up knowing that he was going to leave. Now that he's staying, oh, that how is it. it? <laughs> how is it even more complicated? But remember, Matt and Emily. That's one of her clients. They mm-hmm. are linked together and have been going out, for quite, <laughs> going out for quite some time. But at the end of the day, are they going to make it by the mm-hmm. episode that I watched? That is you know, all in question. Yeah. And then we have our lovely friend, Mindy, who, as you talked about, is the singer. She now has a gig singing full time, but doing it where? Doing it where? And then while she's not singing on break, what is she doing? So (laughs) it's not quite as magical as you would imagine being in Paris singing. Uh, She definitely has to pay her dues and you'll see how and what that smells like. So with that being said, Emily is in flux. She's doing well professionally, but her love life, of course, is down the tube. The question is this season... What is that going to look like? We know that she truly does like Gabriel and Gabriel is head over heels with her. But how is that going to affect her relationship with Camille? Mm -hmm. And is Camille finally going to open her eyes and see this whole time that Emily's not quite the person that she knew? Mm -hmm. As far as the office goes, politics are politics. People are stealing Mm -hmm. people's accounts and people aren't appreciating everything that Emily's bringing to the table. That's right. And um, at the end of the day, Sylvie has been on her good behavior so far, but we know that her and Emily can really go tit for tat. So we'll see how that develops. Now, here's the issue. Uh, As the critic explained for his world, is he going to keep watching it? His answer is no, he's done. Am I going to keep watching it? Well, I have a visitor in town who's visiting, who loves the show. And so I'll keep watching it for the sake of that wonderful relationship But for me personally, I think Emily in Paris feels so... There's better things that Darren has done. For example, minus the last season, you can always look at Younger, which you can power through and watch the first five seasons strong, very, very strong, wonderful, light, half hour. And if you get it on the right platform, you don't have to wait through commercials. You can go right Mm -hmm. through that sucker. Obviously, you talked about Sex and the City, which is also in its previous iterations. There we are with that. Emily in Paris, to me, is something, if you're going to watch the second season, it is only because you loved the first season. The yeah. charm isn't there so far. The the mystery, if, the, if you want to call it charm in the first season, the mystery, even the characters that we were, Sylvie, you know, we, we enjoyed some of these characters getting to know yeah. them, but now that most of them are on Emily's side, mm-hmm. I don't know where the tension is. So at the end of the day, am I gonna keep watching this? It's only because I have to. So there's that, but it is coming out soon. On Netflix, you can catch it and binge the whole thing starting on Wednesday, December 22nd. What a great Christmas gift for some, for others. Maybe there's other things that you can watch. That is our TV talk for now. That's been a lot. So what we suggest you do during this holiday season is if you find yourself cold and shivering outside, why don't you head on inside, grab a Snuggie and some (laughs) hot cocoa, and, some, and maybe you can be like The Critic and eat some raw potatoes and just settle with a nice, wonderful TV show. Remember, we'll try to keep it covered as, as much as possible, but you better hurry. This
1: won't last forever. Thanks for listening. For additional resources,